Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Gals Getting Rich, your favorite personal finance podcast. We are still in season three, and we're here with episode two, which is all about work-life balance, how to find it, how to maintain it, where to find it, etc. Covering all things from working in the office to working at home and how you can still be your best self. I love this topic, and I think it's so relevant because I think like as of late, so many companies are now doing a return to office, which is so disruptive to people's routines who have been working from home for like over three years. Don't you think, totally. Butza? Totally. And I think managing work-life balance in any setting is challenging. I honestly find it particularly difficult as I am mostly working remotely. And here's the thing, even if I do go into the office, my team isn't necessarily in the office with me. So it is, I would say, pretty much more or less remote. I think we've come together and we have a few tips to help you achieve healthy work-life balance while working remotely. But by no means is this something that Maeve and I are 100% good at or experts at. It's just things that we've found to be helpful. I think my first one is establishing clear boundaries. For example, I try to block off time in the morning. Like nobody schedule a meeting with me prior to 8 a.m., please. And and the thing is, that's very common given that we work for a global company. People will try to schedule times because of time zones. And I don't mind working up, waking up early. I don't mind meeting people early in the morning. But my gym time, I try to reserve as sacred if I'm planning a morning workout for that week. I do think it can be tempting to work all hours of the day when your work and personal life are intertwined. And to prevent burnout, it's important to set clear boundaries between work time and personal time. And so that means establishing set working hours and sticking to them as much as possible, despite the world that we live in and being online 24-7. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who say they work from home, a common thing they will hear people say to them is, oh, you're so lucky. You can do laundry during the day. You can let out your pets to go to the bathroom, whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's all well and good. But it can be very disruptive to your working day when you kind of have your I'm at home hat on and I'm at work hat on. And I think it's really helpful to like, once you sit down for work, you're at work. You can go to the kitchen and get yourself a snack. You can go to the bathroom. You can go pick up a package, get the mail, but keep it limited to just quick tasks that don't interrupt your working brain. You want to keep that momentum going. Totally. And sometimes I feel like being able to do my laundry and gaps is the best part. But I know maybe we were talking about this earlier, like laundry can be a time consuming task where if you're switching in between stuff, it can be difficult. And especially for me, I don't have in-unit laundry. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, crap, my meetings are running long. And then I go back to the laundry room and I find that my clothes are on top of the dryer because I didn't get back in time. And so little things like that definitely get a little bit stressful. Because you don't want to be that person leaving your laundry in the dryer for too long so nobody else can use it. No. No, for sure. Yeah, and I think just switching your brain from work to home, home to work, causes so much like anxiety in your day because you are seeing two separate to-do lists and you're getting them done so slowly, you feel like you're never going to get work done and it's because you won't. You are not focusing on one side of your life at a time. Totally. But what's your- and that's... Oh, sorry. 
No, I was gonna say, what's your next one? <laughs> oh, I was gonna say my last thing on this with boundaries is that's why I really applaud people who are working from home, but they also have their kids at home because that definitely makes things way harder and it's like playing six-dimensional chess rather than I feel like the two-dimensional three-dimensional chess that we're playing right now just with our schedules and Mm -hmm. again it's hard but then to go into the second topic it's creating a designated workspace I think working from your couch or bed can blur the lines between work and relaxation I know I'm guilty of this I'll crawl in bed sometimes and just take my meetings while sitting on my bed and I know that that is actually really really bad and so I try to have a dedicated workspace. I have my desk. I'm actually thinking about ways I can make my desk a little bit more comfortable. I know on Instagram, uh, who's the person that we love? Maisley, right? Maisley. Maisley. No, Maisie Lee. Maisie Lee. Okay, I had it. I had it right the first time. I was. Yeah. <laughs> the person that we love on Instagram is Maisie Lee. She's has super aesthetic desk setups, and it's like, okay, wow. Like, I want to have something where I want to go and work at whether it's a separate room or a specific area this can really help you create mentally separate work time from personal time and just increase productivity one thing I heard one time I agree with everything you said but I heard one time that you shouldn't do anything in your bed but sleep like reading and sleeping because you want to create like an unconscious like association that when you're in bed you are sleeping and it'll help you go to sleep faster so I know I had a lot of friends like early pandemic we were all working from bed because we could and it was such like a novel thing but over time we've all discovered like this is not good for me to be working from bed I need to have like some sense of I'm still an employee I'm still a worker I'm just doing it from home totally and this is why I have bad sleep, literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I saw – this is actually TikTok. <laughs> I saw TikTok that was, like, saying why you shouldn't go on your phone first thing in the morning. Well, it was saying, like, the keys to a successful morning, and one of them was don't go on your phone right away, which I was, like, obviously, like, as soon as I go on my phone, I just start going down a rabbit hole of, like, not wanting to get out of bed because my phone is so entertaining. But it was saying it's actually because your phone gives you an instant dopamine hit. And when you get that first thing as you wake up, then the rest of your day is not going to be as like high of a dopamine hit. And it's so much harder to get tasks done versus if you just wake up and do simple routine with like not too much stimulation, just like kind of like meditative, it will make the rest of your day much better. So... I believe that. I think I definitely have been finding myself doom scrolling mm, the yeah. last couple of days. And so it's like a cycle, right? Like you, it's just a matter of getting out of it. Sometimes I'm good about it. Sometimes I'm not. Um, but that being said, in terms of scrolling, I think it's important to take breaks. So it is important to take regular breaks throughout the day to avoid burnout and maintain productivity. But those breaks should be more of getting up, stretching, taking a walk or doing that something that helps you disconnect from work. And that could even be going around the block, grabbing a coffee. I remember when we were in person and not totally remote, it would just be so nice to just take an afternoon coffee and that would be your dopamine boost. My eye doctor actually also recommended because we stare at a screen all day, then we start to 
TV or a small screen on our phone, we're constantly looking at screens and it's so detrimental to just our general health where he was, he made it a point. He's like, yeah, like every hour or something, you have to like stand up and like move around. Don't just like sit and keep hunched over at your laptop. So it's like little things like that I've been trying to maintain. Yeah, my eye doctor told me the same thing because he was like, your eyes are getting bad because your eyes are constantly flexing to focus up like within two feet of distance in front of you when you're looking at a screen versus when you go on a walk you're looking at the horizon you're looking around and your eyes relax when they look far so he told me for every 40 minutes I look at a screen I need to spend 20 seconds looking at a distance of 20 feet or further away I don't really do this I'm so bad about it but I know I should because my eyes only get worse every year no, same. I just went to the eye doctor and my powers got worse. So <laughs> that's not great. But I, great. I've i been trying to wear my contacts less, actually, because I think they dry out my eyes a little bit more. And I've been mm. wearing my glasses while I work from home since that has like a little bit more blue light screen, prote- like anti-fatigue protection. Yeah. Things like that. It's also funny how during the pandemic, when working from home was so novel to everyone, we would like do the most like unhinged things during the middle of the day. Like, when there's, like, the whipped coffee trend, we would just make whipped coffee in the middle of the day. But now that it's so commonplace to work from home and we feel, like, this, like, um, this never-ending need to just be constantly online, it's so hard to take a break. Like, I feel like as soon as I get a ping, I better respond within, like, two seconds or else they're going to think that I'm just, like, you know, a bad employee. Versus early pandemic, I was, like, relentlessly, like – I'm going to make my whipped coffee now, and then I'm going to make a smoothie. And it's just funny how three years in, it's not that experience for me at all anymore. It's like I have 30 seconds to go use the restroom before I have my next meeting. It's like boom, boom, boom. So, oh, yeah. Some days I don't even have time to eat because I'm in so many back-to-backs, let alone pee. <laughs> yeah. You know what I wish is there's a way to like – do a rewind in time and look at like TikTok and social media during that time, like early pandemic, when people were giving like so many ideas, like what to do. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish you could like scroll your TikTok date backwards and you could see like all like the songs that were like trendy then, like Super Lonely and like Renegade, you know? That'd be cool. We should, uh, I have a friend that works at TikTok. We should reach out to them. Propose it. Boom. Money deal. We can retire right now. Done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, what's your next one? So my next one is to prioritize self-care. And so what I mean by that is make sure you're prioritizing your self-care activities such as exercise, hobbies, and spending time with loved ones outside of work hours. I know Maeve mentioned that we feel this need to be constantly on. And even if I go for a walk, while taking a break, or even if I'm out at dinner or lunch or whatever, and it's like slightly past my working hours. But if I get a ping, you know, I have my phone on me and I feel the need to respond. And usually I do respond. It's not a big deal. But just generally recognizing that and it can help you maintain a healthy work-life balance and hopefully prevent burnout. I was talking to someone senior at my company and she was actually kind of funny, but like on the other end, she's like, this is actually really sad. Like, her kid was like, mom, like, like, look at me, like, don't look at your phone, look at me. And it's like, especially when we're with our loved ones, whether they're a kid or not a kid, I think people notice it. I know I'm affected by it when I'm around people like that. And just being like, 
very mindful of it and just trying to be as protective of your time as you possibly can. And I know in not every industry that's possible, but when it is possible, just recognizing that, like, is this really that important that I need to respond right now? I think yeah. I asked my question that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like in terms of also like self-care, when you are working from home, you kind of feel like you need to make sure you're proving yourself. Like, I think like when you're in the office, just by you being there and sitting at your desk, people know, oh, she's working. She has a job. But when you are working from home, you almost have this like need to prove yourself and make sure people know you're doing a good job because they don't see you. And I think it can become a snowball effect of like overwhelming work. Like you don't need to be doing everything like x y and z it's good to have a well-balanced work life where you're not saying yes to everything it's important to feel empowered to say no to some work tasks and know what's going to grow you and what's not you catch my drift like you don't want to just like sign up for everything you want to make sure you find that balance in your work life you want to be intentional in how you're spending your time and make sure that with The same way in previous episodes, we talked about how you should know where each dollar is going. You kind of want to know where each of your minutes are getting spent, if that that makes sense. Yeah. And I have another thing to add to self-care. I think like a lot of us can get stuck in a rut of like, wake up, work, go to the gym, eat dinner, sleep, and then rinse and repeat five times a week. And it's so monotonous. And I just always find myself like, questioning like is this really what life is is this like what I had to look forward to my whole life yeah um, I have the same rut yeah. that I get into and we have our hobbies though that's the thing we're yeah. we, we have our podcast we have all our things but then sometimes I just have so many ideas that I think about but I don't actually do it and that's something that I really really want to get better about yeah I was like looking forward to our podcast coming back in season because this is one of my hobbies and I would challenge like all of you listening, like find a hobby that is selfish, that you're just doing because you want to do it, that no one told you to do it. It's not giving you any brownie points. You're selfishly pursuing something for your own sake is such like a freeing thing to experience. Um, Retweet that times like 500. (laughs) Um, One thing- Is Twitter canceled now? What? I don't know if Twitter- Is Twitter canceled now? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't (laughs) go on Twitter. Hmm. I go Um, randomly. Okay. But just going off hobbies, I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole. It's really nice to have something to look forward to after work. Um, I know there's one influencer, Jenna Palak, who has a podcast called Fun on the Weekdays. And she made it when she had a corporate job. And she wanted the theme to be like how to have fun after work. Like, so your Monday through Friday doesn't look the same every single day. Have something cool you're looking forward to doing like go on a picnic with yourself in the park that's easy just go outside you know wait I really like this I actually just followed that account because that idea is awesome yeah she quit her corporate job and some people were like upset like what's the point of your podcast but I think she's done a good job of maintaining the spirit of every day should be fun you shouldn't be living for the weekend make plans during the week like we're adults we don't have homework anymore why not just make dinner plans with someone on a Wednesday night? Oh, yeah. I, I know you do that. 
I don't do that. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> oh, go to random dinner plans? Yeah. Not all the time. I feel like I'll invite people over and be like, guys, let's cook together because I don't know how to cook for one person. Um, That's a good one. My friends and I are starting book club. Ooh, I love that. We're meeting on a Monday night, which makes me so excited because this isn't taking away from my weekend time of relaxing. This is just adding on excitement to my boring Monday. Anyway, what's our next topic? So our next topic is communicate with your team. So make sure to communicate with your team about your working hours and availability, this can prevent the expectation that you're always available and can reduce a lot of stress and anxiety. I also think too, that if you're not already doing this with your team, just setting up those random touch points with leadership and your teammates and just having meetings, like just on the calendar and it's like a standing meeting and it can be to talk about whatever is under the sun, whatever you want to talk about. Like, sure, you might talk about one or two work things, but then it's actually kind of nice because it allows for that social component within your meetings as well, right? Like, I feel like when it's the whole team and we've been meeting so often, like, they know what we're up to, but it's kind of like, oh, like, what are you doing this weekend? And then, yeah, you, or what are you doing tonight? And, and those kind of things come up and obviously depends on your team dynamics. But as you start to be more human in those interactions, I think people get it. Everybody's going through a similar thing right now post-COVID and – it's just a matter of communicating. Like, unless you have a really, like, hardo manager, then then that's different. But I think most people I'd like to say are reasonable people. <laughs> <laughs> um, my manager right now, she has kids who go to daycare after, like, school. And she told me that when we're together in the office, she has a hard cutoff of 5.15. She will not stay any later. Like, if you need her later, she can – talk to you tomorrow and that is not only a gift for herself like she established her boundary and I really love that for her but it's also empowered me to have a boundary because she's my superior and by her establishing that boundary has now made me feel empowered to say like hey like I have this going on I can't be on any later and I don't have any qualms about it so I don't know. I think it's a win-win situation when you set a boundary because you set an example for the whole team and it's so healthy. It's so reasonable. 100%. And I think our last one is learning to disconnect when the workday is over. So just making a conscious effort to disconnect from work. Maybe that's turning off notifications. Maybe that's just closing your laptop. And maybe that's just doing something that helps you unwind and recharge. I know I have Teams notifications on my phone, my Apple Watch. So, I mean, it's fine. I think as long as it's not bothering me, it's all good. But yeah, I just think this is an ongoing process and it requires a lot of trial and error to figure out what works best for you because I know I'm 1,000% still figuring it out. 1,000% don't have a consistent routine, but it is something that I want to do and something that I'm looking forward to creating and sticking to as well. So just know that we're in it together. (laughs) Yes, totally. And I think like, I was a little too good at disconnecting and like as soon as I closed my computer, not my problem what happened. I don't know. I wasn't on. But I started noticing on Sunday nights, I would be getting Sunday scaries about what I had to do at work the next day. And I found it really nice to like Sunday night when no one else is online, I would just go and make my to-do list for the next day 
so that when I woke up Monday morning, it wasn't like, okay, let me like figure out where I left off. I kind of could hit the ground running. So I found disconnecting was really helpful, but I also found that being intentionally connected was the best thing for me and not just like reacting to everything coming my way. So disconnecting is really good though. But yeah, so we've really been talking about like work from home and I think we wanted to do what we talked about again, but kind of take it from an in-office, actually like in-person in the office lens. Because I do think this can become more challenging in the office versus not in the office because when you're not in the office, you have flexibility. When you're in the office, you are there. People are watching what time you leave from your desk. And it's definitely harder in that sense because sometimes too, I find, oh, I don't really have much to do, but then I feel like I have to look busy. And honestly, looking busy is more exhausting than actually being busy. And it's not even like one of those situations where you can just leave because then it looks bad, right? Depending on what your return to office uh, requirement is. And so similarly, how we said to establish clear boundaries, just as you did when you're working remotely, I think it's important to establish clear boundaries between work and personal time. And so you set a schedule that works for you, stick to it as much as possible, avoid working outside of your regular hours, but also telling your managers and the people around you, if you have a hard cutoff, that is your hard cutoff. I think like setting boundaries within office of like, this is when I'll come in and this is when I leave is really helpful. And not feeling like you are tied to your computer is another boundary I think is good to set. Like one of the points of being in the office is to be face-to-face with your coworkers. So you should get up, talk to them, and not feel like you have to be like online all the time. Totally. Especially if people are cross-team interactions, right? Like the point of going to the office is to be able to see a face, smile, and not just be looking at laptops all day. And so I think that goes into our second bullet, which was prioritizing your self-care. I think with the added stress of commuting and being in the office and honestly, the extra 30 minutes it takes to shower, get ready and look presentable, it isn't essential to make time for those activities that help you get ready for your day and also that help you unwind and unwind and relax. If exercise is better for you in the morning, then really scheduling that. I think on the days I go into the office, I know it's going to be really hard to go work out after, so I'll try my hardest to get in before. I know also reading if I'm going to hang out, like just really just being good about planning ahead of time and not just coming back home and being like, well, now I'm going to derp. Right. Yeah. I think like we were saying, like the point of being in the office is to see people when we're talking about boundaries. I think part of the point of being with real people is to have connection and to talk about your life. So when you're in the office and you're on lunch break, don't talk about work unless you absolutely need to. Like take the time to get to know your coworkers on a personal level. I think it really helps you feel more connected to your job and more purposeful. Like you're not just like robotically responding to ping requests and you don't know anything about the person besides their first and last name. Like don't feel bad to not be talking about work the full eight hours. Take some time to just be a human and get to know people personally. Set work to the side. Play a game. I know a lot of tech startups have like pool tables and ping pong tables. Like there's a reason they're there 
and you should take the time to unplug. Oh, yeah. I love that one. And then I think afterward, it's just communicating with your team. And we kind of mentioned that earlier, but I cannot emphasize enough how scared I get to tell people like, hey, I actually can't do that. But you'd be surprised at how like people get it. Like there's no need to be anxious about it, but I get it because I definitely have a lot of stress and anxiety around communicating certain like conflicts or whatever, but just be open. I guarantee you like maybe let's say eight out of 10 times, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like also with like communicating with your team, like they're humans too and they get it. They know we all have our obligations outside of work and we're, we all have a family. I think setting expectations with your team about what's coming up is so there's just like there's no shame in the family game and so just like making your boundaries clear like like I said my manager said 515 she's done that's awesome and communicating your strengths and weaknesses only helps everyone totally and then I think the last two we mentioned earlier and they're pretty similar but just making sure you're taking breaks and learning to disconnect. Um, Very similar to what we talked about earlier, but I think being in person is harder just because you're a little bit limited in your flexibility. You have to commute, you have to get ready. But again, that doesn't mean you shouldn't take care of yourself and uh, just like try to be an example for work-life balance in your team as a leader um, or as a growing leader and you'd be surprised to see what happens. Definitely. I know that I've been going to the office lately, and I've noticed that um, towards the end of the workday when I have, like, not that much, like, work left to do and I want to, like, watch a YouTube video, I feel like I don't want people to see that I'm, like, watching a YouTube video or that I'm on my phone scrolling a little bit. But I'm learning more and more to not care about other people's, like, perception of me and how I get my work done, it matters more that I get my work done, especially because a lot of people around me aren't actually my coworkers. They're just people at my company. So their opinions don't really matter, you know? Um, totally. And there are some days where I would just like leave work early because I was just bored. And I'm like, every all my coworkers are offline. And I feel like staying here is just me trying to prove a point to other people that I'm a hard worker and I'm not here for that. I don't have to prove that to them because I'm not actually working with these people around me. So, And I think that's an interesting take, right? Because I think a lot of us are in that position where we can go into our office, but our team might not necessarily be in the lo- same location as us. And how do you navigate that? So for me, it is taking lunch with a random colleague I don't really work with, but I would like to get to know better. And so, you know, you go in the office and you're still just staring at screens. So taking advantage of it or if there's an event just making it a point to go into the office if there's some sort of event but with that work-life balance is hard we hope you enjoyed this episode but I think we're good to go into money moves yeah um my money move is this is kind of like weak I guess but I think I mentioned before we're having my friends decided to make a book club which I'm so excited for and we're doing our first meeting on Monday but today is Friday when we're recording this 
and I just got the book Thursday, yesterday. Um, this book, normally I would like get the ebook or get it from the library, like ebook version from the library. This book is brand new. There's no ebook version of it at all. So I had to just buy off Amazon and I read a hundred pages yesterday and I didn't think I had that in me, but I was surprised. But it's so fun reading a book with the anticipation that I get to discuss this with my friends at the end. And I find myself like I'm approaching this book from a whole different angle of like, oh my gosh, like I can talk about this part with my friends or we can discuss like this drama. Um, And it's already added so much to my life. So book clubs have been healthy for me and that's my money move. What about you? I like that one a lot. Mine has been, so I feel like I spent a lot of money on food and I really like making a bunch of different dishes, but what I've been trying to do is find recipes that are items that I already have in my pantry or fridge. And it's actually been going pretty well. Today I made a fire tofu wrap. Well, it was like a it's like a sandwich wrap, but I just like cut the tofu in like a slab, pan fried it, and then put like turmeric and salt, pepper, paprika on it, and then put tomatoes, spinach, smashed an avocado, put some pepper on it, cucumber. I think that's everything, but it was a fire wrap. It was so fire that I couldn't get my burrito to close properly. But you know what? It still tasted good. Oh, my God. You're making me so hungry. I know. And I know you're hungry right now. So it's a good <laughs> thing we're wrapping up and you can go eat. I've been back to back all day. Yeah. Which is yeah. so rude for a Friday. Like, I haven't had a break since 1030 or 10, whatever. I feel like half your back to back is literally because – we're recording (laughs) yeah it's that and then um all my other like plus one activities that aren't directly tied to my job are just killing me like oh my god oh and I went to a concert tonight oh nice that's awesome what concert yeah it's for my high school friend he's in a band and they're on tour right now it's kind of crazy having like a rock star friend because like his job is he's on tour you know, he, like, stays up late playing music, yeah. sleeps in, plays music again. He's on tour for, like, three months or something versus I just sit at my desk in my, in my apartment, like, every day. <laughs> wow. Work just, like, a little derpy job with my little clicky-clacky keyboard. So, yeah. Super cool, though. But – Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening to today's episode. We'll be coming out with the episodes every Monday for the next 10 weeks – um for the rest of season three and we'll see you guys next week yeah and don't forget to follow us on instagram at gals getting rich see you later